This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chigwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at witherslackgroup.co.uk for more information. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Northern Ireland, funding for the Engage programme, a scheme that employs teachers to help children's learning recover after the pandemic, is still not in place for the next school year. The Education Minister sent a letter to schools after the term ended. 
The National Association of Head Teachers said the timing of the Department of Education's communication had caused great offence. The Engage programme was introduced in September 2020 and schools received between £3,600 and £50,000 depending on their size and how many pupils they had who were eligible for free school meals. Schools were given money to employ teachers or substitute teachers to provide extra help to pupils whose learning had been affected most by the pandemic and restrictions. In her letter to school principals, Education Minister Michelle McElveen said, I have issued a direction to my officials to continue the programme until the end of December 2022, in the first instance. However, this direction remains subject to the approval of the Department of Finance. I fully understand the importance of urgent notification on this issue and can assure you that I will provide clarity on budget allocations as soon as I receive confirmation from the Finance Minister. The NAHT said that the uncertainty over the scheme was very worrying for schools. Caterers have told BBC News that as a result of rising food prices, beef will be removed from some school dinner menus along with other staples such as potatoes. LACA, the School Caterers Association for England and Wales, said that the quality of meals was under threat. Brad Pearce, National Vice Chairman of LACA, said the long-term impact of Covid, the war in Ukraine and rising fuel costs were all having an effect on what his members could put on school plates. He said the costs that are coming forward make it impossible for us to continue unless some difficult choices are made. LACA members provide 80% of the school catering service in England and Wales. Assist FM, the body representing Scottish caterers, says its members are experiencing similar concerns. In response to the concerns, the government said it had expanded access to free school meals and would continue to keep eligibility under review and work across government to address rising costs, building on the over £37 billion announced to help the most vulnerable. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to support a question everyone will see at the start of next year. It goes something like this. Hi Eddie Twitter, can you reply with where you are so I can show my class how far a post on the internet can reach? With a bit of free tech, you can make this much more visual. I'm going to use Google Maps because it's free and most likely you'll have used Google Maps at some point in the past. So, when you have all your responses, sign into Google. Go to Maps and click on the menu next to the search box. That's the three lines that look like a burger. From the menu, select My Places. You'll now have four options. Lists, Labelled, Visited 
and maps. Click on maps and at the bottom select create map. Now you can give the map a title so you can find it next year for comparison and add all the places from your Twitter replies. Simply type the name of the place. When it appears with a blue point marker, you can click the plus sign to add it to the map and then select the color to help it stand out. When you're finished, all places will be saved and you can access the map by following the first few steps. Menu, My Places, Maps. There are loads of other great tools to use also. Measure the distance from your school to those places. Hit preview and go into the view only mode. Here you can select a place and you're treated to a short bio and an image of the area. So next time you're looking to bring a lesson to life, why not try using maps to help pupils see where places are in the world? Do you have any top tips for mapping? Why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. 100%, still get my head around this studio thing. Like, yeah, you're a disaster. Like, <laughs> absolute joke trying to get my head around Right, so today's Thursday. Were you teaching today, lad? Uh, I was indeed, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, um, the, today was pretty nice. And um, ever since sort of the, the the year 11's left at the end of May, I've I've had quite a quite a bit of gained time because uh, I was also a year 11 form tutor. So I, so now I don't have my form group as well as having you know like my my year 11 lessons. So mm. it um it it comes in very handy when you have things like marketing and stuff like that to do. You know. Have you got? In fact, do you know do you know I just realised as well? Come on. Yeah. I didn't give you a minute to introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm Connell. Um, I'm currently teaching at a All Girls Secondary School in Liverpool. Um, I did the PGC along with yourself at at Hope. Um, undergraduate and and masters in at, at Queen's University Belfast. And yeah, made the trip over to Liverpool. Met yourself. Got a job. Stayed in Liverpool. And um, here I am. Here you are, like. Yeah, um, fairly quick uh, summary. We're we're, we're uh, fairly quick summary. Tell me this, mate. Have you got a pile of marking to do at the minute? Um, I just got a load done, so I I had a nice bit of free time as well. Even more this week because my year twelve class, so my my A level English literature class, are currently off timetable all week for, um, like work experience. Mm-hmm. So they're off timetable all week. The week before that, they were also off timetable for mock week, so they only attended the lessons of the of the subjects that they had to do a, a mock exam in. So actually, the past you know two or three weeks, I've had um quite a reduction in my timetable, my teaching timetable. So I was able to blast through like a, a load of year ten, year ten, and the year assessments, and um I got the year twelve ones out of the way just today as well. So yeah, it's pretty nice. I mean, <clears throat> gained time. An English teacher, I think, is. S- significantly nice because uh you know because of the nature of the the subject and the mark and and sort of like all, all the hard marking tell me this mate how many classes like how many classes do you actually teach how many different classes at uh, seven to twelve so one one class in every, all of those year groups that's some going like i teach 10 i thought 10 was was a, a fair amount like but that's that's a that's a fair load right tell me this then any highlights of the week so far just before we go into your why you got into teaching, what made you do it, like any highlights, any interesting stuff happen? Uh, highlights of the week? It's, <laughs> it's, as I said, it's been, it, it honestly has been like pretty uneventful. Um, 
we've had like you know again like more more lessons more like classes off timetable for different things like uh, for example today in the school it was um or tomorrow even it's it's like china day so all of all of the year sevens are off timetable at different sort of like staggered points throughout the day and um, so i'm not gonna have my year sevens tomorrow but i, I might be put on cover so it's been slightly different in a sense that I've been used for cover a lot, obviously, because I can't just have like completely free gained time when there's obviously classes to be covered. So it's awesome. been a bit different that way because typically I'm teaching at a, at a full timetable, so I'm never really used for cover. Mm. So um, nothing really uh, eventful, but maybe slightly different in that sense. No, fair enough. I've, uh, I've had a busy one myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Had, um, had sport, sports day today. And oh yeah, oh mate, my voice is completely gone. The uh, the kids were doing tug of war, and I got I got very competitive. Did you, did you join in? No, I couldn't. No, no, could not join. <laughs> Against the year sevens, like eleven year olds pulling the whole team over the line. Oh, um, yeah, I, uh, I didn't. So I didn't join in because that would have been unfair. But <laughs> I felt like uh, I don't know if. I, I don't know how to describe it. Not Coach Carter, like yeah, <laughs> shouting them along like I'm on food. Yeah, yeah, you you were competitive on behalf of 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 the students. <laughs> Losing the plot, like voice is absolutely gone here. Also got really, I wore sun cream. Yeah, it's absolutely essential. Like this. factor fifty, factor five hundred. By I, I'm <laughs> pale white. Like I, I, I look like one of them sweets. No, the what do you call them sweets? They're pink and white. I look like one of them. Like um, um, pink and white sweets. Oh, I, <laughs> the I have no idea but um so so did you just have have sports like is it sports day so it's just one day yeah one day mate so quite quite a big build up like it it had been on the been on the calendar for a while we'd uh briefed up our, our tutors or form tutors about it and been like right we need to make yeah. posters who wants to do which sport or sorry which activity so it was really good it was the, it was the whole school it was it was honestly lovely like and it was nice because this was my first proper sports day as a teacher. First ever one. Yeah. Well, first proper one because last year we had to do it on site on our 3G pitch, which was fair enough. Like we, we did the business, like we got what we needed to do done. But yeah, we actually were able to go on a go to an actual like a sports track and all and, and go for it. Yeah. Like and it was, the crack was ninety. Yeah, and that's I, class. I just need to say to the listeners we're both Irish and there's a fair bit of slang that's going to come out of the pair of us like I've just said the word crack that means fun would you Connor, would, is that a good definition of the word crack like you, yeah yeah I mean like obviously obviously it could be used in like different contexts as well so you, you might ask what's the crack like you know what's up what's up what's happening yeah yeah but crack generally fun yeah yeah happy yeah, days god cleared that up because I, uh, I remember one of my classes I walked in I don't know if it was late I can't remember the class were good to go and I walked into the room it's like, well, what's the crack? And they all looked at me. I was like, oh, right. I'm going to have to explain this. Like, I'm going to actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, any crack, and they think you're talking about something else. <laughs> I'm talking about the hardcore drug. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but, that. but, that, but that's cool that you, like, sports, sports days back up and running. I mean, I am, our, our school actually does sports week. So, right. like, like, on a Monday, all the year sevens will have, like, do like have a sports day then tuesday it'll be year eight then you know wednesday year nine but um i was just actually just thinking to myself like we obviously went into full-time teaching in september 2019 so that like actually this year was the first proper sports day that i'd that i'd witnessed in my school because of covid 
Uh, it's here. Seeing you think about it, like COVID, really. I mean, goes without saying. Obviously, COVID it disrupted absolutely everything. Yeah, all of the all of the, like the really good stuff that goes on with like musical performances and like drama. And um, I mean, on on Tuesday night, I went to the first school show as well since I've been there because because of COVID. So the the students in the drama department and the music department put on Sister Act. So that was. Exactly. That was class. That was brilliant to go and see, which which I I, I was not able to do before because of COVID. No, it's the same here, mate. So we had obviously I work for I work in an academy team. Um, so there's there's loads of different schools, which I don't know what your opinion is on academies. Some people like them, some people don't. Whatever. Yeah. But This was this was a real like a lovely aspect of it. So we had it was like the musical gala. So all yeah. The schools came together and we um we rented out the barbican. So I don't know if you know what the Barbican is, mate. It's this absolutely class complex of buildings in North London. Yeah. Um, it's fancy, fancy schmancy. Honestly, mate, it actually, it is a wee bit fancy schmancy, but like it's more, it's brutalistic architecture. Like <laughs> it's, it's ugly as sin, to be honest. Like, yeah, grotesque. You look at it and you're like, Ugh. No, yeah, you know, yeah. Struggling, struggling to keep your dinner time. <laughs> struggling to look at it. Struggling to keep your pathetic, like, three-course three course meal time. <laughs> no, not fancy at all. Like. But um, we went, and it was so, so lovely. Like, all the parents of the kids came, obviously from all different, or, well, or I could give it away there, all different schools came to watch it. Yeah. And it was it was just fantastic seeing the parents, like, getting all dressed up and all, getting, getting involved. Kids, these kids are obviously from... Yeah really tough areas like and they're getting a, a chance to perform in the barbican which is a like it's a nice it's a a nicely recognized building like it's it's amazing yeah, yeah. Really lovely and i just want to say one of our students she was the last the perform like the last performance before the sort of last group performance so she's yeah. like the last official school to perform and honestly we stole the show she was unbelievable like yeah do you know what you that's so nice Mate, you can tell when someone's good. Like she was singing, and like halfway through the show, people like started like full on cheering, like lost their minds because she was so so good. Yeah, yeah. St- standard ovation all the end. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. People were stood up, and it, to be honest, like you don't, I can't think of another job we get the opportunity to do that. Go to like a big gala and just celebrate the kids that way because it was just so nice to see. Yeah, like, like what. Do, <sighs> What what specifically is like the gala? Is this just where the the students go and like perform pieces of music? Like, do they do like drama acts and things like that? Like, what what specifically is it? Just music, mate. So yeah, there was, there was choir, like big choirs. So they would have done like a joint secondary choir, or joint primary choir. But then it was lovely as well because you had all these little primary schools. Yeah. So part of our now, like part of the academy chain is primary schools. Yeah. We had all these little little kids coming up and giving it loads, and you're like, oh my god, this is. Yeah. Just beautiful, mate. It was so yeah, beautiful. that's nice. And that was during the evening. During the evening, mate. I so I've I I don't know about yourself, like, but I have a very very strict routine during the yeah day. yeah hundred percent during the weekdays. Like if I if I break routine, I'm not okay. Like, something's <laughs> something's not right. Like <laughs> I'm seriously wrong somewhere. Like, but I didn't get into eleven o'clock. I was like, oh my. I, was, <laughs> I finished at one o'clock, and I looked at my watch. I was like. I'm not like I just have to accept that. Yeah, I know. Honestly, man, like even even like like ten, like ten o'clock these days, like late for me, like staying up t- chatting to you here. You're a you're a lucky man, but um, absolutely, like I have a I have a very strict 
you know, albeit quite like pleasant routine for me during the week that sort of like just just makes the weeks just absolutely fly in. And I think I think that massively helps when you're when you're in, you know, a profession like teaching. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, what 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 would typically be your routine? My routine? Oh dear. Um right, finish up the teaching day, I'd probably go to the gym. I'd go and exercise, blow off some steam, decompress like uh, <laughs> no, I- <laughs> need to go to the gym because I'm losing my mind. Like, yeah, yeah, you're losing the plot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I do that, and then I come home, cook a good feed. I just want to say again, I cook a good meal. <laughs> this is Irish slang coming out here. Cook a good feed. Like, Aye. come home, make myself a nice meal, and uh, yeah, that'd be it. Meditate, maybe watch some TV or read a book or something. Just, just chill out. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty similar in that sense. I mean. What what I try to do is I, I actually try to get into school as early as possible. So, I mean, sometimes I'd be in school, like, you know, quarter past seven, like 20 past seven, like try to get there like no later than half. No. I'd rather go in in the morning and do like a good, a good solid hour of work before the lessons start. You know, any like last minute bits of planning or, or marking or, or photocopying you need to do. And then it means that like, you know, in the evening I can, you know, like, you know, shoot off at a, at a, at a reasonably sort of like ex- acceptable time because... Lad, yeah, no, I hear you. I do the same to be honest. I have this real thing, I don't know what it is. I've always had it. Like, I think when I was at school, when I was a kid, because I was always getting dropped off dead early. Like, so my mom my ma was a teacher as well, or still, yeah, and she had to go in early as well. So, I was always getting dropped off to school like super early. So, with work, I'll try to get in at half seven, like, like half seven is usually my time. Get in, do all I need to do, and then I stay to we, we have to stay, we're contracted contractually obliged to stay to half four anyway, yeah. So, there's plenty of like not dead time like you're you're constantly planning and getting everything yeah of course it's like but i don't i i love coming in early to be honest i love sitting like being at my desk and just watching people come in i'm like yeah 100 percent. i mean like i am not the type of type of person that would like to land in like like 10 15 minutes before before lesson one that would that would completely throw me off i like to get in and get a get a, a, a cup of coffee first and then and then do everything that I need to do and then it means after school I can go to the gym go go boulder and tug up climbing that's been good as well go a few ones from school and then like you know by the time I come home after that cook my dinner and then on a, on a good day like do a bit of reading in the yeah. evening and um, I mean I am beat like seriously especially during those those winter months like you know when the when there's not as much light see oh god like before, before we go into why you actually got into teaching in the first place, like just want to pause and talk about how desperate it is over winter. Like <laughs> Jesus, it's like it's like Steve. It's like it's like eternally Steve one for any of your uh, English uh, listeners out there. Like it is is cold and bleak. Um, Weather and heights, like <laughs> I thank a Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Like and I always used to say. Like the worst one, the worst time was Halloween or Christmas. That like winter, that that period was gipping like absolutely stinking. Yeah. See this year, I thought, oh my god, January to February half term. I thought, yeah, yeah, it was, it it was, it, it was like. I also really didn't like last year, like like January to March two thousand twenty one when it's we so all weird. went back into lockdown. <laughs> just just the, all of it, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. January, February, March, April, oh, maybe right. maybe slightly in the June was just was just horrific. <laughs> Tell me, yes, mate. Why did you get into teaching? That's actually we've been mates for four years, right? 
Yeah. I'm fairly good mates. We went for a PGC together. Fairly horrific experience. Like. Yeah. But traumatized. Tra- trauma, like. No, no, no. It was all good. It was all good. It was all. It was all positive, wasn't it? <laughs> Some crack. Um, it was good. It was good. Tell me this. What got you into teaching? What was it that that got you got you and thought you made you think? Do you know what? I want to do this. I guess this this is a, this is my job. Yeah. Um. It, it, to be honest, it probably started with like kind of falling in love with English, uh, which which didn't really happen for me early on. Like it, like in most cases, it probably happened a little bit late. Mm. I didn't, I didn't start realizing that I had a, had decent potential in English until in terms of like, you know, an English year group would be like year 11, like literally like the, the year of your GCSEs. Yeah. And I had, a, I had a mixture of teachers who, I don't know, just you, you I, had mixed, I had mixed emotions about. And then this, this teacher came in uh, in year 11 uh, in Samiri's back back home and just made me realize that I absolutely had the potential to excel in the subject and then that was it I just wanted to work so hard um in that subject get get like the, the you know the A's and stuff yeah. um and then I suppose once once you fall into something like English literature and English mm-hmm. uh, even English language of course that I was thinking going down the route of teaching like I was already thinking right I'm doing English literature for a level i'm gonna go like you know to queens or st mary's i'm gonna do english literature there and um yeah like i i generally like i just love school which sounds probably sounds weird but like i, I it was just so much crack like so much crack and i just thought like how even with the teachers like a lot of the teachers were really really sound and i just thought this would actually be a really cool job to get into and i suppose i'm just really passionate about the subject as well which which of course helps yeah, you are. You are to be fair. You're you're mad keen for it. And the same history, lad. I that's that's why I'm doing my masters now. I like part time. Like I, I just love the subjects. It's just for me, in terms of like with history, it's just all the little layers it adds to everything. So if yeah, like, I can walk through London city centre and be like, right, here's a bit of history. Here, here's a bit of history. It just adds yeah. so so much to, for me, to my daily life. I'm like, here's why this is here. Here's why yeah. this is happening in the world. I'm watching the news. Obviously, you see what's happening in Ukraine, absolutely insane, and that has its roots in the Cold War. And you go back further, but like you're watching, like I know why this is happening. Like there's people in the world who don't know why this is happening. They're just watching news, going here, that's crazy stuff. Like, but I'm watching it, going, all right, okay, I can see why this is happening. I can see why this. It's just, it's yeah. You know, what's that what's that idea that like a lot of students go, why why do we need to learn about the past? Why do we need to do history? But if but if you know your history pretty well, then you'll you'll have a firm grip and understanding of of what's going on currently. So yeah. uh, you're absolutely you're absolutely right that a lot of the stuff that's going on now is is you know if you have a sound knowledge of history, then you'll you'll be clued in. Exactly. Well, as I said, you'll be clued into that. You'll be clued into absolutely everything that's happening. Um, I have to tell you about this story, lot. I can't, I can't lie to you like this. It was, uh, Don't lie, please. <laughs> no, 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 not the night, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of them. I was like, I, this, is, this is actually happening to me. Like, this, is, this is real life. So I have a routine. I have a routine where everyone, at the end of the lap and everyone passes their books forward and I'll do it in silence, absolute silence. Right? So they're just blasting the books forward and it's good crack. You see it. Yeah. And this kid's at the front and he he just starts doing this voice <laughs> like uh something from lord of the rings no like uh like Schme- like like schmegel <laughs> like, like like gollum yeah and i'm looking and i'm like what is happening here 
And then I clock this other kid in the background and he's looking at me like laughing, like like trying to like stifle this like outburst of laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you think they were doing it like specifically trying to get a reaction out of you? He was looking at me like, am I allowed to laugh out loud here? Or they're getting trouble? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either either you do something or, or we're all laughing here like. <laughs> so I look at him. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, I need to, st- I need to not laugh here. Like I need to not burst out laughing. Yeah. But, honest to God, man, I couldn't help myself. I erupted in laughter. Like I was, in, I was creased. Now I obviously it was the end of the lesson, so it didn't mind happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, well, as you would, like. The other kids yeah. are good. He's just, he's in, he's in Lord of the Rings mode. He's going for it. He's, he's gone. He's, he's yeah. Like, yeah. He's for my precious. He's, he's getting the books squared away or the folders yeah. squared Good, good with you as well. Like we're uh, we're we're good fans of Lord of the Rings, aren't we? I love talking that. I just honest, honest to goodness, I read um, I read the Silmarillion there in, in January, and people always wow. say it's mad like it's really difficult to read. I, yeah, I, I I attempted to read it, and um, when I was when I was doing my undergraduate, I got it. I got I grabbed it from the library and all like because it was one of those ones. It was like I, I don't think I'll buy it then because I heard such bad reviews that there's you know of course absolutely like no narrative. Um, like they're, 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 there's no narrative to speak in terms of like one character going through the whole like the whole process of the book like it's not one like linear story but there is there is a narrative to an extent of, but it, it covers it's so sorry lad I've, I've interrupted you here in mid-flow like but no, even the concept of time at the beginning of that book doesn't exist so you've no concept of how much time is passing because it's the world before the world that we know. So time doesn't actually exist. Like the cycles of night and day don't exist. So yeah. you, t- you do get like super immersed and lost in it. And then you get sucked into this mad epic. St- I loved it a lot. See, to be honest, I actually found the Silmarillion easier to read than Lord of the Rings. Uh, no way. Surely not. Like, swear to God, lad. Um, oh, I, don't believe, I don't believe that at all. That is ridiculous. No, I was... I, um, like even uh, reading... Even reading The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, just the amount of songs and the Tolkien loves his descriptions of nature. And I was like, I get it. You're super, super set in the scene. And it's lovely. You're immersing us, immersing us in this beautiful world that you have created. And I get it. You want to you wanna show yeah. The Tolkien's books are, to an extent, just showing off his liter- literary genius. Like even his linguistics as well. Like he invented languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if- Sindarin, isn't it? Sindarin and, and, and Quenya? Quenya, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Quenya, even Black Speech as well from Mordor. Mate, we've went. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting into like this is great for me, like because obviously I love talking about Tolkien, but uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't. Uh, I I I actually didn't even finish the Hobbit, but but the the Fellowship to Towers and, and Return of the King, I absolutely adored. Like and and uh, yeah, I I I made an absolute absolute rookie error in my first year of proper teaching, not training, but. Uh, <laughs> I had my first ever form class and there were year nines and year nines aren't year nines year nines are going through it right the peak hormones like they're having a rough time of it like it's it's you've got the hierarchies in the classroom like oh i yeah and i walk in green as grass and be like right students we're reading the hobbit that's a class <laughs> <laughs> I, I bring in a tray of books 13 copies of the hobbit and i'm like yes yeah being i'm gonna get these kids immersed in Tolkien, get them oh. and they all look at it and i'm and i group reading so i start off and i'm reading there was a hole and a hobbit lived in it i can't remember the first line yeah yeah a, a dark dingy hole but a, a home all right all that 
and the kids are looking at me like, what is he talking, who is this person? First of all, I can't understand what he's saying with that accent. What is he actually talking about? Yeah. Like, Why is this book talking about this? So it, it, it went down absolutely shockingly bad. But I reckon if I went again, if I went again, I could I could go with year six. See if I got my year sevens, I, I could... I could hijack them, get them clean into talking straight away. Yeah, I mean, yours is yours is a, is yours a, a boy a, a boy school? A mix, mate. Is it mixed? Yeah, I mean, like you think you'd have like even even a lot of the fellas that would be like really into that. I mean, like the, the girls in my school that like, a lot of them do like fantasy, like they're all very familiar with the Hunger Games, yeah, and things like that. But um, perhaps not so much when it comes to the Lord of the Rings and Tolkien. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love it. Absolutely, could could speak about it all day. But yeah, very very descriptive. Um, another writer is like the, uh, one of my favorite writers, Cormac McCarthy. He is incredibly, um, descriptive. I don't know if you've read any of his, his his works. Uh, you know, like The Road or Blood Meridian. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know The Road. Yeah, gee whiz. Yeah, I've, see, to be honest, lad, I've I've not I've not read any of his any of his works. I'm afraid I'm afraid to read The Road. It's so I love. Yeah, it's so bleak. Like talk about yeah. talk about you know. Cannibalism and all Talk that. about half term three after January. It is, uh, it is truly bleak. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you have all your belongings. Like, yeah, I'm going to school. Yeah, but I mean, like, the Viggo Mortensen is is in the is in the movie, isn't he? No, I love. I, I, do you know what? I've seen, I've seen part of it. I watched it when I was younger. Lo- like, loved it when I watched it. I love post apocalyptic. Like, I love anything. Like, yeah, nothing like. But even the road, that that's a it's a dark show. Like, it's so like the cannibalism and the. Like yeah, that'll break down and hire yeah. doggy dog straight away. Like it's absolute insane. Like yeah, like, to be honest, I would, I would imagine that would be true. Like truly, truly lovely story as well, though. Um, is very, very, very nice. What are you reading at the minute, Connor? So, I I have this thing where I find an author and I really like their. I, I pick up like one of their one of their novels and then. I'll enjoy that novel and then I'll just buy like as much of the other novels as I can get through. So mm. for the past while I've been reading a lot of Kazuo Ishiguro. So he's a, he's a Japanese born, but, but he's a, he's a British author right. and he won the Nobel prize in literature in, in 2017, I believe. But um, I read never let me go. And that's a lot to do with, right. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a lot to do with androids a lot. Um, uh, Clara and the Sun is so so his, so one of his latest novels, Clara and the Sun, which I also read, that has to do with AI, artificial intelligence. Um, Never Let Me Go has to do with uh, these children being born as uh, as basically organ donors. Ah, oh, right. Okay, that's fairly dark. Post. That's dystopic, like. Yeah, yeah. And the other one was it was one of his earlier ones. It was The Remains of the Day. Actually, it's about a it's about a butler, um, and his commitment to his. Is sort of like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, but very, very, very good. So I read those three in quick succession, and then I have another two there. Uh, the the Berry Giant is one of them that I haven't picked up yet. But I went on holiday and read I Am Pilgrim, which is like one of the longest books I've ever read. It was an absolute mammoth. Like, pages. Like nine hundred. That's not. <sighs> yeah, I like I like getting through more. More shorter ones. <laughs> a few novellas. I, uh, you know me. I'm I'm mad into fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, what are you reading? At the minute, oh God, which isn't it's, it's pure history. It's it's called Metropolis, lad. It's um, it's about the history of cities and how cities were developed and 
it's just it's it's so mind blowing. Like when you actually when you when you deep it when you really think these things. So for example, the city, the idea of a city, people living so close together, like thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, that invention of the city came before the wheel. The wheel was invented to support the logistics needed to support a city, which blows, yeah. blows my mind. It's crazy, and like um, it talks about it's a, it talks about so much, like how how different cities have generated different ideas, different ways of living. I, I'm not I've not finished the book by any stretch. I, I've read first chapters about Sumeria, Uruk, which was like the first city. Uruk literally translates the city. Yeah. It talks about how that, those cities were set up as a centerpiece to religion as well. So people who thought they lived in people who lived in cities thought they were I don't want to say superior, but they were closer to their God because they they said like Yeah cities are the sort of branch point between a human being and their God. Rural living's fine, you're part of nature, but cities and what comes of cities, like the the generation of new ideas, um the sort yeah. of wealth generated the hierarchies instituted like that's the closest you can get to god on earth yeah yeah you're always into this mad stuff like that weren't you i mean i, I remember you showing me the the wheel of time and waterstones and i couldn't walk away quick enough uh, I, it, lad. <laughs> I was like lad i've got a 13 book series every book is a thousand words you really want to read this it's like, <laughs> yeah absolutely not like is any, is, is any of this dealing with real life no has it got any big lovely ideas that i can wrap no i don't want to read it then i'm absolutely not going to be a part of it (laughs) yeah 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 we've went went down such a rabbit hole of reading which is which is obviously great and so so important well we just need to give that to the kids don't we i think that's that's the thing like it's just yeah i mean like can you can you have come like can you have those conversations with with students in your in your school like the 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 what like the conversation that we literally just had there now can you have that that similar sort of conversation in in your school with students some of the senior some of the older kids definitely it's it's actually a really lovely story and i'm going to tell it now there is a kid in a kid i teach who has he is an absolute genius like he knows more than i do there'll be times i'm teaching geography and he'll be like here isn't that this and i'm like oh lad you know more than i do i'm just gonna stop talking but he uh he struggles a bit with his vision like he he has he's he's got vision impairment and he asked me about this book by max hastings called stalingrad and he must have just took a notion to read it yeah this is this is all his historical books of course yeah do i need to translate notion the english people know the word notion like has a notion if you have a notion of something Go on. Well, how would you if you have a notion? You're like, you have no clue. You have no idea. No, having a notion is when when I. Oh, I thought you said haven't a notion. Like like you haven't a notion. No, <laughs> having a notion, I you have no idea. Like I don't know what you're talking about. But when you have a notion for something, that means you're in the mood for it. You're like, right, I have a notion. For that. Let me have a go. And yeah. So whatever it was, um, you must have been doing mad Second World War reading, and I wasn't. I know the year he's in. We weren't teaching it at the time. And he said, "Have you read Max Hastings' Stalingrad?" I was like, "Look, I've got a copy of it at home. Of, of it at home. Um, let me see if I can get him a copy." So I went to the libra- librarian. I spoke to her. I was like, "Can we get this blown up?" Because he, he he couldn't read the the, the normal. Yeah. Like, normal isn't the right word to use there, but he would struggle to read the, the yeah, like, like standard standard print, like standard font. Yeah, exactly. So I went to the li- librarian, 
I thank God she had access to this whole library of, of, of all the all the books, like, and she could get them blown up. So what I done was I got it blew up for him, like, and he's he's currently reading Stalingrad, like, by Max. Yeah. The year eight lad, he's a he's a young boy, and he's reading Max Hastings, like a serious historian. Yeah. Stalingrad campaign, which is one of the most brutal episodes in his Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's reading about a fair few horrible things. Oh. Wow. Yeah. The Eastern, the Eastern Front was uh, was particularly gruesome, wasn't it? Um, I actually remember listening to a podcast. I think it was like I thought it was, called, it was Ghosts of the Eastern Front, right. and um, it was said that that obviously the the Germans were literally just freezing to death, weren't they? But um, I, they, they, uh, the they, the Russians actually started to use the German the, the dead German bodies, to, yeah, as tracks for their for the Russian tanks to get through to get through the ice. They they, they were building. Like almost like these roads of bodies, these paths, German soldiers, so so oh that they God. could get the get the tanks moving. Well, yes, I, you know what? I've, I've not read that particular historical fact, but it absolutely wouldn't surprise me in terms of the Eastern Front, like how bad it got over there. But back to the point. Um, I've got a kid in year eight who's reading serious, serious history, and I could talk to him about serious, serious history, and it's yeah, so like it makes it yeah. work. It, it, when when you've got a kid on that level and it's few and far between and they're like, yeah it's lovely i mean i um particularly i had a year 11 form class this year i obviously haven't seen them in, in around a month because they left it you know to do their gcse exams but um we were we were even like you know swapping books with each other it was it was just absolutely brilliant i mean i was i was recommending books bringing them in i was buying a book and reading it and then saying you know i think you'll really really love this and then the girls were actually sort of like bringing in books to me and saying oh sir like i think you'll i think you really love this so um yeah like like not one of the best things obviously of course is like you know particularly being an english teacher is is just having that outside of the actual english classroom as well like just just recommend the books to your students and, and vice versa. It's so so nice. I'm jealous of to be fair. Like that uh, that does sound evil. Yeah, I I was getting copies of the road back and there was like tears, like there was like, you know, pages that were wet. And the the car the car was like, sorry, sir, like the like a few last pages are gonna be a bit uh, a bit worse for her because she was crying because it's so emotional at the end. Um but yeah, I mean sometimes sometimes I recommended a book and and they didn't finish it and they didn't like it, but that's that's, that's, part of, that's, that's also what it's about. No, exactly. You, you, you pick and choose what you like. Here, I um, have to tell you, Connell, I uh, I got badly abused today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was badly abused by like the right type of abuse. Like, I I can't. I don't know how I'm gonna go back into teaching after the abuse I got from these students. Like, I. Uh, I've started wearing glasses, right? Because my left eye is absolutely banjax. Like I didn't realize just how banjax that was. Yeah, you're getting old, like. I know. It, it, honestly, mate, I've I've had to wear glasses for years, but I just didn't for a long time for whatever reason. I was like, nah, I'm not wearing them, and not even for like vanity, like not no reason. I was just like, I'm not. I don't want to wear glasses. Yeah. Whatever reason, like, and I didn't realize it's giving me mad headaches, like really bad so finally we bit the bullet when got glasses so i started wearing glasses today was the first day wearing them in the school and uh, i was walking through a load of the kids walked into the courtyard getting a ring ready before sports day where's baggy no not no not not, not the belfast where's baggy no <laughs> someone a load of the kids ran up to me and were like oh sir you look like Harry Potter, and I went, "All right, yeah, there we go." Right. Yeah, yeah, the classic. Like, are they? Are they sort? Of, are they very sort of like? 
their year sevens, their babies. Circular frame, I mean, like, are, are, the, are the glasses very much like Harry Potter's? They're, they're, they're circular, yeah. They're, they're Jesus circular. Christ, then you're asking for that, like. I absolutely, oh, yeah, lining myself up for a beast, Ireland. So they're all run up. That's not even the worst bit, Connell. They all uh, they ran up. Oh, Harry Potter, and I'm like, right, right, I'll take that on the chin for off. And like, oh, cracker, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they all collectively started shouting Leviosa. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, that, 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 that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, when you're trying to, trying to walk away, and you all just getting rinsed, like, like, getting absolutely rinsed by kids, all <laughs> shouting Leviosa. Like, I was like, oh, man, oh that's brilliant. Um, yeah Jesus when I uh, it's very different I come in with glasses and, and the students are like oh sir like, I like your glasses <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go for the Harry Potter look though like so I think that one's on no, you no uh, yeah totally self-inflicted I've got two pairs to, to be honest I've got the, the old rectangle traditionals like yeah, I will defer, mate. I mean, glasses are a bit of an I, I obviously have to wear glasses I mean but I've lost a couple of pairs of sat on pairs and just like have you uh, have you got an what do you call it a monocle like have you got a, a monocle attached to it? I have a monocle on a cane. A monocle on a cane like and a yeah, yeah. Like, don't go any don't go anywhere without it like. <laughs> a monocle on the walking stick. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna say it's gone out of my head. There. I was gonna say like just the the see when you listen to kids and some of the slagans right there's an Irish word slagans how would you how would you define that word? Just like just giving you a bit of grief, like just, just sort of uh, just mocking, giving. mocking you, like yeah. Right, we're gonna go on the an ad, an ad break, an ad break. We're gonna go on the advertisements, the advertisements here. Ad- advertisements. Uh, we're gonna go on to that in about two minutes here. I'm looking at the time. We're going, Jesus, boy, we have not stopped talking for thirty. Years. I know, I know. This is this has been all right, like. Um, but do you ever listen? Do you ever listen to the? I don't know if you have it in your school. Like I know, I know what school you work in, but some of the abuse that kids give each other and you're like jesus i was a good one like, <laughs> like <you know? laughs> oh they can be so horrible so like, so horrible like but yeah like you get ones and they're proper witty and yeah. they actually they actually say something quite smart no mate there was it was roasting in my school the other day i don't know what it was there's, there's no air condition that happened <laughs> mate my room is a disgrace in the heat <laughs> <laughs> it's it's disgraceful like no, there was, we were we were sitting and it was roasting and one of the kids goes, "Sir, it's like living in a bag of hot and spicy Doritos." And I went, "Jesus!" I was like, "Shush!" I was like, <laughs> "Stop!" Like, I'm gonna go play lawn here and die. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My room's awful. I, I don't have a lot of windows and stuff in it, and it's it just gets just gets ridiculously hot. Like, I actually wore I wore a t-shirt under my shirt Why? because be, because that'll soak up the sweat. <laughs> So it's like I'm roasting because I'm wearing an extra layer, but like, I don't know, like, how do you feel about like? What t-shirts under your shirt? Like? No, 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 about like mad sweaty armpits, like. Oh, all right. So, do you know what? That's actually a good question. Is it? The, I I feel like that that has absolutely never been addressed in a podcast before we're teaching. Like, I like if you're writing on the whiteboard, like say for example, you sweat you're wearing like a gray shirt, <laughs> and then like you have a like an insane sweat patch. Right. So do you know what I do? I'm gonna be honest. My my school. Because it doesn't have air conditioning, it's like a it's like a greenhouse. <laughs> I just say to them, I'm like, look, we're all grown ups here. I'm sweating, you're sweating, we're all sweating. I'm gonna write in this board. I've clearly got sweat patches. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. And what a one of our just be upfront, just be upfront, just be upfront. Honestly, instead of being honest, like, um, 
our kids will not take their jumpers off because they're afraid of sweat patches being shown. So yeah. I have, with when it, within my classroom anywhere, I don't mind. Like, I just want people to be relaxed. Like, yeah. You're not going to learn a thing if you're not relaxed. If everyone's thinking about the hierarchy and who looks cool and who does this, if, if people have that, if kids have that attitude, nothing's getting learned, like nothing. Yeah. Um, I suppose that, that's, that's one of the, the pros of, of having having uniforms in the first place anyway, isn't it? So I just said to him, and I was like, I, I addressed this straight away. I was like, look, it's, it's summer. Things are getting warm. Like, let's be honest. You guys aren't taking your jumpers off because you're afraid of sweat patches. <laughs> I did. I had to say it. I was like, listen, this is this is the way it is. We're all uh, <laughs> we're all sweating it out. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I would I would rather not have that on have that on show. Like, you're, well, you're wearing three t-shirts under your, under yeah, your yeah, yeah. I've got I've got like you know, like armbands and all like. So <laughs> no, I'm little wrist. People might call them response. Like, yeah, yeah. Looking up the spot. Right here, Connell. That's there's an Irish thing right there. Saying here, here. Ah, uh, here. I get a lot of jip for that in school. We'll we'll get on to the the jip we get for the, the old Irish slang. What I'm gonna do is we're gonna pause this there. I'm gonna stop us for a little minute. Take a take a water break. Um, Square there. Play out the advertisements or what advertisements we can't play. I'll uh, I'll give you a shout when to bounce back and then we'll crack on. Happy enough? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> 